As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Know why you're here. What are you going to do in this world? And follow your heart because the world needs whatever you've got in your heart to give. If it's to be the best mom in the world, if it's to be the mom and a doctor, you'll figure out how to do it. I'm Allie Wolf, an Emmy-winning journalist turned mom. I am obsessed with interviewing moms and experts who inspire us to create fulfilling lives and careers while embracing the messy and the magical moments in motherhood. This is the Mom's Calling podcast. I have done thousands of interviews throughout my career as a journalist, and I have to say, Dr. Isabel Hunsinger has one of the most fascinating and inspiring stories. It is packed with value and tangible ways that you can tweak your daily life to be happier and healthier. So as I edit these interviews, I take lots and lots of notes for myself and things that I want to highlight from the interviews. And I truly have so many nuggets written down from this one. Get your pen and paper out because you are going to learn so much from how to overcome or manage anxiety, using a phone alarm to check in with yourself throughout the day, practicing gratitude, being your own best friend, parenting tips, and also tips for becoming an entrepreneur. And when you hear Isabel, Dr. Hunzinger, you will hear that she actually practices what she preaches. She's full of energy and joy. You'll hear it in her voice, but things were not always so sunny for her. She has come out of an extremely dark phase of life to share her wisdom with all of us. So let me introduce her. Dr. Isabel Hunsinger is a physician and a functional medicine doctor living in New Zealand. After practicing medicine in Colorado, she traveled as a clown doctor with Dr. Patch Adams. If that sounds familiar, he's the inspiration behind the movie starring Robin Williams. Isabel and her husband traded the U.S. for a new life in New Zealand with their two daughters. And now the couple runs Doctor on a Mission, where they offer telemedicine, online courses, and coaching. Before we get into the interview, a quick trigger warning. This episode contains mention of suicide. So please listen with that in mind. And with that, enjoy the interview. Isabel, welcome. I am so excited to be speaking to you all the way from New Zealand. This is really awesome for me. Yes, I am all the way in New Zealand. Hi, Allie. Good to see you. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast, Mom's Calling. Wow, what a great name. Thank you. Well, I'm so excited to have you. And how is it in New Zealand? Because you are American, but you have been living there in a lot for a long time. What prompted you to make that huge move with your family when you already had two children and 
husband. It's great living here. We've lived here for 20 years, but I'll tell you, it was tough coming here because yes, we all speak English, but you know, <laughs> you can't really understand the language, the accent, you know, everybody's got a different accent. They didn't understand me at first. So the first six months of taking care of patients in New Zealand was tricky. But in 2000, um, my husband and I were living in Colorado and I was really unhappy practicing medicine in America because I realized that we didn't have a healthcare system in America. We had disease management and gosh, I just wanted to help people get healthy so that they could live their best life. So we found New Zealand. Actually, we used to ski with the Kiwis when I was going to medical school. And I said one day to the Kiwis when we were skiing with them, is like, where are you from? And they go, New Zealand. I go, someday I'm going to live there because I love your accent. <laughs> Wow. So, yeah. So we ended up moving to New Zealand in 2000 with our two daughters who were four and six at the time. And my husband and I were 40 and 42 just to begin a new life. And that's a time in people's lives when they are stressed, they have young kids, they're getting deep in their career. So what prompted you to do it? I think it's something a lot of people dream about moving abroad one day to a place like New Zealand. I mean, you clearly did too. So how did you get that push to just go ahead and do it? Well, my husband and I have been together for 41 years now, and this is the type of relationship we have. I'm in the front of the boat going, let's go that way. And he's in the back maneuvering the motor, you know? So I'm the one who's like, we got to go there. And then he gets us there. So that's how it happened. I just was fed up and just knew that I wanted to practice a different type of medicine. And at that time, New Zealand, um, everybody has healthcare. <laughs> well, let's talk about that because, you know, we, on this show, we've been talking a lot about pursuing a career and then making pivots. And so take us back, tell us a little bit about your career. Cause I know you had some really awesome adventures along the way. Oh, you mean with Patch Adams? <laughs> <laughs> that part of it. And I already had a preview to that. Yes. <laughs> I think that's what kind of pushed me. That was the, the wind beneath my wings. I saw Patch at a holistic medical conference in Washington, D.C., and he was talking to a bunch of us and he said, hey, you guys, um, I'm taking a bunch of clown doctors to Macedonia because of what had happened in Bosnia, Herzegovina, with the ethnic cleansing with Slovodan Milosevic. And we're going to go into the refugee camps and help lift the people's hearts. And at that point, I was like, I knew that I just wanted to do something like that. Like, wow, that's my kind of medicine. So I had never been a clown doctor before, but T Patch kind of taught us how to do it. And so we all met in New York City at the airport dressed in clown. And we went over and we went into um, the refugee camps. And this is what changed my life is we couldn't speak the language, but we could smile and we could laugh. And that language is international, smiling and laughing is international and it lifts people's hearts. So that helped me change the way I do medicine, the importance of laughter and smiling at people. And that gave me the push to, to move to New Zealand, just be bold and courageous. Isabel was a family doctor in Colorado before being exposed to functional medicine. Inspired by others in the field, she chose to pave a new path as an entrepreneur. 
I want to be that kind of a doctor, you know, help people learn how to take care of their root problems so that they can become better so that they can fly and be their best. That's medicine to me. And then in 2013, my husband and I sat down and I said, babe, I really want to do this entrepreneur thing. I want to help heal the world online so we can reach more people. And he said, okay. So I gave away private practice and we started doing doctor on a mission as a functional medicine doctor. And the mission was to prevent and reverse disease and give people hope in the process that they can get better. A year later, it was 2014. I was 54 and I got so anxious because look, here I am, a wife, a mother, a doctor, a brand new entrepreneur, something that's not being taught in medical training. And I would go to bed and lay in bed and worry about finances and worry about is this going to work? Have I bitten off too much? And that ended up in me having two to three hours of sleep for 17 straight nights. And I don't know if you've ever gone without sleep, but it makes you crazy. And by the end of that, I tried to take my life twice in three days. By the grace of God, that plan was interrupted. My daughter walked into the garage and stopped it and took me to Michael, my husband. And Michael took me to the doctor it was a psychiatrist that I had to see because my family practice doctor was like, this is too much. you got to see the specialist. <laughs> and as, and I laugh about it now, you guys, but I know that it was a terrible situation, but I laugh about it now because I'm way over on the other side now. So my husband took me to the psychiatrist and as a doctor going to see the psychiatrist is taboo. Doctors don't see psychiatrists. Doctors should not need psychiatrists. Doctors should always be fine. And I was very afraid of losing my license and never being able to practice medicine. So the psychiatrist did amazing things. He put me to sleep for two weeks. And he said, Isabel, I also want you to take this antidepressant. You're going to be on it for the rest of your life. And I, at that point was totally obedient and had surrendered to whatever I needed to do. And I took my antidepressant and, but I, in my heart, I, I was like, hmm, we'll see about that. We'll see if I'll be on this for the rest of my life. And I went on a five-year journey with my husband and he learned how to walk alongside me while I was getting my brain health better. And we spent a lot of money learning how to do this. We made ghastly mistakes, but now we're way over on the other side, seven years down the road. I'm not taking antidepressants anymore because I figured out the cracks in the foundation that can affect mental unwellness with anybody that's not being taught in medicine. And that's the beauty of what I went through is I learned all these things that people can learn from my mess and make it the message so that they don't have to suffer like I did. And luckily, Michael was with me and he was just very patient and loving. And he knows how to speak about walking along somebody with mental unwellness. First, I just want to say thank you for sharing your story, because I think it's something that a lot of people would stuff away and feel shame about because they feel shame that that's what they went through. I just think it's amazing that you're sharing this and and making your message. And I want to go back to the feeling of anxiousness and the sleepless nights, because as somebody who's just gone through the first year of motherhood, I know the feeling of not being able to sleep. I mean, whatever reason it is, when you're going through that, it is terrible. What is your advice for somebody who is feeling that level of anxiousness? 
with, whether it be because they're starting a business or they have a new child or they just have a lot on their plate. How do you cope with that? That's a big question. Yeah. I mean, where do you start, I guess, is the better question is where do you start to look at what's going on and get the help that you need? I know everybody's going to have a different form of help. Sure. The first thing you say to yourself is I'm not crazy. I am not a bad person. And so don't beat yourself up. All this is showing you your anxiety. All it's showing you is that you, your brain is not healthy. Mm -hmm. That's the bottom line. And you need to figure out why your brain is not healthy. That's the journey that I learned is that there's actually 14 things that can make your brain unhealthy. And not everybody has all 14. Like for me, it was maybe three or four. For other people that I coach, it could be four or five. But find out what is making you anxious. Is it the way you're thinking, your self-talk? Is it the way you're eating? Are you drinking alcohol before you go to bed, which puts you to sleep, then wakes you up? There's so much. Is it adverse childhood experiences that you had that, you know, a story's playing in your mind? There's so much. But the biggest key is don't be upset with yourself. Just say, my brain isn't healthy. I got to get it healthy. So when I say 14 different areas, I want you to think of your foundation and that's where your house is. And if you've got any cracks in your foundation, that could be one of the 14. And these are her 14 pillars, nutrition, sleep, stress, hormones, adverse childhood experiences, toxins like mold or metals, relationships, gut health. Our gut is really our second brain. Exercise, productive thought management, spirituality, head trauma, blood flow and blood pressure. And finally, rest and laughter. Your body can't tell the difference between fake laughter and real laughter. So learn how to do fake laugh until you start doing real laughter and your (laughs) body will respond accordingly. Are you thinking good thoughts? Are you thinking power thoughts? Is the thought that you're thinking helping you or tearing you down? Well, if it's tearing you down, kick it to the curb. You don't need it. You need to be your best friend. What are you here for? You know, what are you here to do? Because we're all here to do a purpose, fulfill a purpose. What are some things that people can do if they're not necessarily having severe issues? If you're just going through the day-to-day stresses, lighter stresses, are there any activities that we can do or practices to just check in with ourselves that you recommend? Because it's stressful times, I think, for everyone, given the state of the world. Yes. Number one is get outside and walk and walk as if you're late for an appointment for 30 minutes outside, smelling the fresh air, looking up at the sky, hearing the birds, looking at the flowers, because if we're walking like we're late for an appointment, that increases blood flow to your brain. So boom, your brain's getting a kapow moment of good oxygen and blood flow to the brain. The next thing that I really like to do that I do is I set on my phone four times throughout the day, a little, you know, ring. And that ring is for me to remind myself, am I thinking productive thoughts? Am I beating myself up or am I being my own BFF? And then the third is nutrition is so key. Just eating clean food is so key because anybody that puts anything in their mouth, I always ask them, think, is this going to hurt me or heal me? If it's going to heal you, eat it. But if it's going to hurt you, don't hurt yourself. Be nice to yourself. I think those are great, great things. 
I want to tell you about a product I love. It is the Mule Baby Whiteboard, the easiest way for new parents and caregivers to coordinate baby care. You can log feedings, diaper changes, and sleep times. It is reusable. Just stick it to your fridge and start logging. There's also a twin version. Get 10% off your order on Amazon with the code MOMSCALLING. Enjoy. We were talking a lot about pivots and pursuing new things as moms. So do you have any advice for somebody who wants to start something? I mean, you have so much courage to start your own businesses. And I think that can be really good for mental health as well. And how we feel about ourselves is when we accomplish things that we are dreaming about. So what are your tips for doing that to live your best life? I think that's a big part of being happy with yourself too, right? I love that question. Oh, Allie, I'm 61 now. And I'm just like, please know why you're here. Just figure out why you're here. What are you going to do in this world and follow your heart? Because the world needs whatever you've got in your heart to give. If it's to be the best mom in the world, then great. Be the best mom. If it's to be the mom and a doctor, then great. Go do it. If nothing is too much, you'll figure out how to do it. But just follow your heart. Just be your best version. Be your best self. And I know that's tricky. I'm not my best every day. Yes, (laughs) But forgive yourself. So the second thing I would say is forgive yourself and forgive yourself quickly. Don't beat yourself up. Be your own best friend. And then the third is allow yourself to rest. Give yourself rest time every single day. Like it is your time and nobody's allowed in. I don't care how many kids you got. You need your own best, your own time. If it's being in the shower for 10 minutes all by yourself because you want to cry, then guess what? That's your 10 minutes to be in the shower to cry or to take a bath, but it's your time. So, so fence off that time just for you. Yeah. I think time is something that is hard to come by if you're home with your baby. So do you have any advice for how to, how to be protective of your time to find those moments? I mean, is it like finding five minutes here and there to do these things or, or how do you find time when you don't have much of it as, especially as a new mom? Well, one of the things I really wish I would have done a lot better, but you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. is when your baby is sleeping, you sleep, get yourself sleeping, get, take a nap. Don't feel like you got to have the house clean. Don't feel like you got to tick off more boxes. If your body is saying sleep, then sleep. If your body is saying, no, I want to do something good for myself. I want to create a new recipe or I want to take a tub, then do that. But when your baby is sleeping, that's your time. That's your special time. And so I made sure that my kids had good naps. (laughs) So important. Mine is napping right now. And um, it's definitely a good time to, to force yourself to rest. And I think a lot of what you've been talking about is having the self-awareness and really a good mindset. And, you know, that helps you be aware of what's going on with your body as well. So do you have any tools for people to have a healthy mindset? I know you have those check-ins on your phone, which I love that idea, but you know, how can we be more aware and more in tune with ourselves? Just making, you know, saying I'm going to be in tune with myself every day. And so in the morning, I always wake up and I go, today's going to be the best day of my life. Something good is going to happen to me and something good's going to happen through me. Okay, bam, that's how that's your intention for the day. So one, set the intention right from the beginning. Even if your kid is screaming, your baby can wait 30 seconds while you say that. And then at the end of the day, 
while you're laying in bed, say what went well and be grateful for that. What went well? So intention at the beginning of the day. And then at the end, the gratitude, being grateful for what went well. Gratitude is so important. I think it's so easy to fixate on the flaws and the things that are going poorly. So I love that. I, I just wanted to say about fixating on what's poor, you know, poorly, you know, with mental and wellness, we start getting depressed and just focusing on what's wrong. I always say, focus on what is right. You've got to, I mean, I would get to a point in my life seven years, six years ago, I would say that, thank you, God, that I've got vision. There are people that are blind. Could you imagine if you and I couldn't see each other? Thank you, God, that I've got hair. Thank you, God, that I've got legs, that I've got arms. Thanks that I can hold people. Thanks that I got food in the cupboard. I mean, basic things, because there are people in this world that don't have that. And I just don't want to become flippant about that. Just being very aware. Oh, it's so, it's it's so, so important. I want to go back to your journey and your entrepreneurship and what you offer and how you got to where you are. I want to know more about that journey and what you've learned along the way and how it went, how it evolved. Well, financially, I ended up doing locum work. So locum work is where you go as a doctor and help out in other practices, you know, and so you still have the money coming in while your business is starting to take off because look, I don't want anybody to think that the money was rolling in right from the beginning. It takes time, you know, and, and we didn't have the money. We didn't have any, any investors. It's just Michael and I doing this, but Mm -hmm. we had our why. And that's the most important thing. So having your why, I, I can only say that I trust God every single day for everything that comes in to doctor on a mission. It's nerve wracking, but you got to really just mm, have faith (laughs) and faith is a big muscle, you know, believing without anxiety and just trusting and developing this type of furnace faith, which I call that's dead to doubt and blind to impossibility. And that's, that's what we live on. That's the nutrition that Michael and I live on spiritually. That's dead to doubt and blind to impossibility. That's a great thing to remember is that people see what you are now. People see the end result, but they don't see the struggle that it takes to get to that point. And it's not easy. And I think it's important to recognize hard work and that things that are worth doing don't always come with a financial success from day one. So are there any really interesting lessons about going from you know medicine to being off on your own and being an entrepreneur that you have learned? Yes, I love it. I've learned that 60s is the new 40s. <laughs> love so it. I see myself as I see myself like mentally as me with this wisdom, but I'm in my 40 year old body. And I want you to know that we haven't arrived. Like we're still evolving and we wanna we wanna do this until our last breath. Like mm-hmm. this is a calling. I mean, how do you stop a calling? You don't just retire from a calling. So that's that's what we see. That I think that what I'm hearing is that you just love what you do. And if you find something that you just love so much that you just have to do it. And I, I think that's really what I'm learning from you is you follow what you love. Yeah, yeah. And also, yeah, that's a good summary. <laughs> and then also whatever bad happens, look for the good in it whatever bad happens, what is good from this? What am I going to learn to help me take, take me to my next level? Because we can look at it as just terrible, or we can look at it as a lesson. All what opportunity, what lesson can you learn from this opportunity? I love it. Why don't traditional diets work? 
because you can't fight your biology with willpower. But Calibrate is different. It's a comprehensive doctor-guided metabolic reset that promotes sustainable results through lifestyle changes. Calibrate works because they combine prescribed, FDA-approved medication with lifestyle changes to improve metabolic health. It's a fully integrated program that includes classes, one-on-one video coaching, in-app tracking, and community with members like you. They provide a comprehensive wellness plan personalized to your needs so it's easy to fit Calibrate into your busy schedule. Check in with the app as often or as little as you like. All of the goals you set are personalized and tracked by doctors and coaches. Your weight doesn't reflect your willpower. Get back in control with Calibrate. Get $50 off the one-year metabolic reset when you use the promo code BELIEVE at joincalibrate.com. That's $50 off when you use code BELIEVE at joincalibrate.com. And now a couple mom questions. You have grown children, grown daughters, and I assume that they're (laughs) fantastic. What are some lessons that you would tell younger moms who are just figuring out the journey in the early days? Um, From your experience, what's your best advice or some of the best advice that you can pass along? Mm, Enjoy them. Don't say, oh, I can't wait until they're not in nappies anymore. Just enjoy the nappy. Like, be present when you're cleaning that pretty little bum. You know, (laughs) I love this. This is a child that I gave birth to, you know? Um, So enjoy the moment is so key. Another thing is every child is different. Allow them to be their differentness. I was going to ask you, the next question was, what is some of the worst advice? Potty training, just let them potty train at the right time. I always tell parents, don't worry, your child will be potty trained by the time they go to high school and definitely by the time they go to grade school. Okay. So just mellow out about it. People just get so stressed out. And then when you are potty training, have fun with it, you know, go bye-bye poopy, bye-bye pee-pee. And we still joke about it in the family. You know, we're, the kids are in their twenties and I go, did you, did you say bye-bye pee-pee and bye-bye poopy? And they're like, oh mom. And they laugh. So <laughs> those happy memories are brought forth. And, and you know what, when they raise kids, they'll probably do the same thing. Like, oh, mommy used to do this. So I'm going to do it. So set good things into people, into the, into the kids' lives, into the kids' brain. Perfect. I'm loving all of these uh, parenting tips. Okay. So another question I wanted to ask you here as we, it's gone by so quickly, what do you do for yourself and what is your favorite form of self-care? This is one of my favorite things to ask people. And so, you know, what are some activities or things that you can do to just unwind and treat yourself? Well, uh, my husband and I take 36 hours off every week. A lot of people can't do this, but we have done this because if not, we'll burn ourselves out. So Saturday night at 6 p.m., we turn off all social media. We turn off our computers. The only people we stay in contact with is our family and friends. And we come back at nine o'clock in the morning, Monday. So that's 36 hours just for ourselves. And during those 36 hours, we don't do much. We just have fun and have good meals and laugh and watch shows that we want to watch. We definitely exercise every single day. I wake up in the morning and I've got an hour with my Bible and I read and I get inspiration and I write and then I eat and just think good thoughts, you know, and I make sure that I'm sleeping well every night. It's great. Those are great. I I knew you'd have a good answer to that. And so that was good. (laughs) Okay. So now I have my question from my previous guest. 
What is she doing to create stability and connection for her family? All right. So number one for stability is the girls are in around the world. One's in Australia and the other one's in Malta. So mm. we connect once a week or twice a week on FaceTime. Thank God for FaceTime mm -hmm. to connect and just check in with everybody's heart. Um, so that's the stability. I kind of, you know, when you're a mom, you're just like a tentacle needs to be connected. Like I need to know that my kids are good. And if mm -hmm. they're not, I'm not good. I can't help it. But if my kids are not good, their ungoodness bleeds into me. So I've got to know. And so that, and then the next thing, connectedness, I let them know a hundred percent how I'm doing mentally you know, and then they let me know how they're doing mentally, because they know that we can talk to each other. And Michael is so good at doing that too. So that we're just really open. If it's a lousy day, it's okay. Yeah, no, you can embrace how you're doing and, and where you're at, wherever that is. Um, well, that's great. I so enjoyed this conversation. I learned so much from you and got so much inspiration. Um, I just want to end here now by talking about what services you and your husband can offer and where people can go find you on the internet and connect with you. So you can find my husband and I, my husband, the reason he's such a big part of Dr. On a Mission is he's a culinary nutrition expert. And so him and I do Dr. On a Mission, that's D-O-C-T-O-R on a mission.com. And we just help people prevent and reverse disease and give them hope so that they can learn how to become the CEO of their health. And then we also have a private Facebook group that's free called the Bossy Brain Solution. Women learn from my husband and I how to overcome anxiety and depression. Oh, your names are, are perfect too. So thank you so much for coming on the show. I really enjoyed our conversation. I think a lot of people are going to enjoy it as well. Thank you so much, Ali. Have a wonderful day and have fun raising your one-year-old. Thanks for listening. If you have any questions, concerns, or suggestions, I want to hear from you. Send me an email to momscallingpod at gmail.com. If you like the show, be sure to rate and review this podcast. See you next week for another episode of Mom's Calling on the Believe Network. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.